Uh, Karina Brewer, how are you doing, Karina? Long time no chat. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I was just saying it's been a whole pandemic in a few years, but it's <laughs> great to still be here. I think the last time we spoke, you were going to swim some bay in, in um, I can't remember where. I want to uh, say false bay. Across, yeah, no, I think it was possibly crossing um, Walker Bay. Walker Bay, that's right. Hermana to Hans by a little 22-kilometer um, yeah. trip across the, yeah. How did that go? Bay. How did that go? Oh, it was amazing. I think it was probably one of my most meaningful swims. Tell me why. Um, I, yeah, I did it for the um, the musicians and performers during COVID. Mm. We were really, really struggling. That's and, right. Um, and I was very lucky to, to be able to sort of pivot and create a new little business, which mm. actually is still going. Um, but so many of us were, were really not that lucky. And, and I just felt... I wanted to do something and it really was absolutely amazing. I think we raised about a quarter of a million mm. rand and suddenly people took note of the plight of the musicians and yeah, just the whole community pulled together and it's mm. really, as I said, it, it was probably my, my most meaningful and memorable swim. Oh, but it's difficult times. Actors and writers in America are on strike for, for streaming and, and rights and royalties. We're seeing mm. those issues with musicians here as well. Uh, is, are live gigs coming back again? Are people hiring musicians again? Yeah, I must say, um, I was one of those who was quite cynical and during COVID I said, it wasn't going to come back and, mm. and you know, we need to all move on. I suppose you kind of need to do that to make the emotional disconnection and in, yeah. in order to just survive, or I had to. But it definitely has returned. Um, it's actually pretty much where it was before COVID, I would say. Um, there's quite a lot going on. It looks very different. Uh, the space is different. The faces are different. Mm. But um, but there's opportunities and, and that's really quite exciting. Um like I said, I think for me, I had to make that emotional disconnection. So I'm I'm back and I'm playing, but I'm not investing mm. my whole everything into it. I, I'm just very grateful to be performing, and I enjoy every moment. And it's almost like, uh, yeah, it's like spiritual <laughs> to just be to be performing. But I'm, I'm also doing many many different things. Whereas before before COVID, I was focusing mm. only on music, and now it's just um, yeah, I guess like you know, everyone always used to say really, do you make a, a living from music? And I used to say yes. And now I say, well, it's one of the things that I do. One of the, yeah, <laughs> it's good for me. It's positive. I think a lot of people have learned that lesson. You don't just do one job. Mm. Well, you can't afford to do just one job anymore these days. You've got exactly. to do a whole lot of little things. And, but if you yeah. can find, like, your music is something you love, right? That's, that's like a passion. Absolutely, and almost um, the, the removing the pressure mm. of having to create a whole livelihood from just that has made me love it even more. Um, really, now I, I can just like play for the beauty of it, and I'm not expecting to um, to survive just off that. And that for me has changed quite a bit. Mm. So um, it's it's not everyone's trick and everyone's gigs. Um, you know, there are some musicians who are so focused and so specialized and they only mm. want to be that. But for me, it's one, been wonderful to um, to really find the, the most versatile um, version of myself. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it and I'm loving doing just all sorts of different things. Are you still swimming? I'm still swimming. Excellent. It's uh, the only constant in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just returned from Paris, um, actually, well, from Europe. I did a 10-kilometer race in Paris and a shorter, like a 5K race in Italy, uh, which went really well. Um, you know, I'm also not um, a junior anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a euphemism for saying I'm uh, a master. <laughs> and Is that what they call it? You go from veteran to master very quickly, doesn't it? 
I don't know. I mean, is it is it not the same thing? No, anyway. masters are older than veterans. Okay, well, yeah. I don't, I don't know. In open water swimming. Um, uh, okay. I think there's sort of junior, and then there's open and master, and uh, okay. a the, master, and it's lovely. But yes. uh, in open water swimming, that that it kind of counts for you, really, especially women. Mm. It's been said that they get stronger, especially with distance and endurance. So I had a lovely swim in Paris mm. where I was um, fourth overall in a 10-kilometer race, mm. which is a very big, it's called the Paris Open Swim Stars. Um, and and then in Italy, uh, it was a 5K event. And I also, I was the first in my age group and the fourth overall women. Um, so yeah, I'm still um, able to survive in the water. <laughs> what, what, is your, what is your 10K time? Do, do, do you go for speed? I do, I do. Uh, my 10K time was two hours 25. Okay, sure. Yeah, which for me was like a time I was I was aiming for 2.30, so okay. I sort of surprised myself. But there was a, a little moment in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell the story. Uh, I can't I? wait. Now you started it, you can't end it now. I should, I suppose. Yeah. So we all met at the, at the finish line, um, and then we would take a bus to the start, which is a little uh, region called Bonti, which is just outside Paris. And then the idea is then to swim from Bonti up the river, up the Seine to Paris. Mm. Very romantic and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, iconic, really. And so we took the trip, and it was like a 45-minute bus ride. It was like a million degrees in that bus, and we were all overheating. And then we suddenly were dropped in the middle of nowhere, which is called Bonti. And everyone's just speaking French, and I had no idea what they were saying, and I was just sort of following people. And then there was a thunderstorm, and nobody knew whether the storm was going to take place because we might die, you know. And then suddenly everyone jumped in the water, and I was like, okay, it's happening. So I jumped in, and then this countdown started. And now I don't understand a word of French, but I knew it was a countdown just from the rhythm of it. So I decided I was going to watch the person doing this countdown because I was sure that when he gets to three, two, one. Do the hand signal. kind of obvious. Yes. So I'm looking at him, looking, staring at him, and then in three, two, one, and then there was the whistle went, and I was like, oh, you know, I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> and I started swimming, and I breathed to my left, and I was like, damn, going the wrong direction. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, and my mind is unfortunately not a very um, <laughs> geographically. Uh, you're swimming upriver instead of downriver. Paris. Paris was totally the other way. <laughs> so I had to quickly turn around and catch up. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I'll remember of Paris. That's like a Mr. <laughs> Bean joke, that. I know. I mean, it's I'm, I can't. It's embarrassing. But it's just how I am, and the people I was staying with. They kept on saying, no, you just go south and just like follow yeah. the river. Yeah. I'm like, guys, like, you can't tell me these things. Just give me the Google location. That's all I need. You can't. Like, I mean, Google says go go. North and west. I don't know. I just don't know how people do if, it. If I could do a French accent, I would do it. All I could do is, you can just imagine the French on the side of the on the river going, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> 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 Something like French that. people are rolling in their graves. Okay, so uh, is that going to be part of your talk that you're doing? This, this swimming, what are you calling it? Swimming against the current. I mean, that's literally what you did. It, it's, it's, well, no, I actually literally swam the wrong way, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's part of it because okay. there was a few times when when I did big, big swims where I really should have done my homework better. But uh-huh. um, in that lies progress and transformation, and you know, pioneering is is never is never simple, and it's never um, without its surprises. 
Um, I'm not talking about my Paris swim, no. Um, I've got a couple of really, what, what for me has been pivotal stories in my life, mm-hmm. which I share with the audience. And, and yeah, it's, I suppose it's all just about transformation and finding the strongest version of ourselves. And, um, you know, I think we're all in a time where there's so much change going on and we're trying to find ourselves. And um, I'm at the front of that queue, I think. And and I just love sharing that with audiences and um, and in a way shifting perspectives and just helping people to to realize that we I suppose we create our own narratives in, in this life yeah. and, and there's no rules in terms of how that must look. I don't want you to give it away, but how do you mm. how do you decide what goes into a talk like that? You've done so much. How do you find those defining moments in your life? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big uh, question, and I think that's why I have waited until I've um, become a master <laughs> before I really sort of um, took the, the whole speaking um, opportunity seriously. Mm. I've, I've had so many opportunities in my 20s and my 30s, and I was just like, I can't do this. You know, I can't talk about myself. It's so boring. Um, until, I mean, the last years, there's, there's been, I've gone through a, a few really sort of um, big dips in my life. Um, and not only COVID, just personal life and litigations and things where I really was rock bottom and I had to had to recognize the strongest version of myself and why that is. Um, and I was actually at a point where, where I had to either choose pain or choose the easy way out. And I chose the pain, but mm. with that, I chose, um, I made a decision to, to choose this pain for the reason that, that I put forward for myself, but also then to use that um, experience to help others because you know not many of us actually make those choices because it's so hard sometimes and and I did um, but with that in that sort of dark dark place I I decided I wanted to do what I can to to make yeah mm. to to make life a little bit easier for for others if I can and and for me I've realised that that whenever I feel I've got a slight purpose, that's when I feel absolute ecstasy in my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't ask for much. I, I just feel like when I when there's when there's a message that I can share or something that I can do to shift someone, then mm. that's it. That's enough for me. So, so yeah, that's where the, the story comes from, I suppose. And how are ticket sales going for this event at the Avalon Auditorium in Cape Town? Yeah, they're going fine. There's still tickets available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another. I suppose it's another kind of a going against the the current um, example where you know not many speakers go out and book a theatre. Yes. <laughs> with like a hundred and fifty seater, um, so it's quite a quite a challenge and it's quite a new thing. And people go like, "What? You going to theatre and doing a talk?" I'm like, "Yeah, come." Um, it's similar to what I used to do with my instrumental act. Mm. You know, when I started selling EQ twenty years ago, nobody used to come and listen to instrumental music. Or when I, you know, when I contacted the radios and said here look here's instrumental pop they were like what are you going on about what is that why must we play your music and i said well listen to it please and play it so it's a challenge it's a new thing but um it's there's there's a lot of interest i'm very much looking forward to it and i'd love to to see the theater pool and yeah it would be lovely to to um see some of your listeners there and you're streaming it as well which is good news so if you're not in cape town you can get a quickie on that as well yeah yeah yeah, exactly so i've got a lot of international followers oh excellent oh that's right international yeah yeah exactly so literally you can go anywhere interestingly i um during COVID, what i did was to start a live streaming business Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had no idea how to live stream of course but um 
yeah, the only thing I needed to do was to find someone who did know, which I did. <laughs> so um, we've got our little business banner stream that's been live streaming events um, across the country and across the world for the past few years. And, and yeah, so my company is going to handle that. And it's going to be nicely high production value production as well. So you're not going to just see a wide with like a little speaker somewhere yeah, in yeah. the front corner. It's going to be a nice multi-camera production. Yeah, all the budget. All right, Karina, where can we find out more <laughs> about getting tickets to, to hear this talk and to be able to ask you questions like I've been able to do now? Yeah, so um, you can find tickets on Quicket. Uh, I suppose the best way is to just search Karina Brever mm-hmm. or Swimming Against the Current on, on Quicket. Otherwise, just go to my website, karina.co.za. That's Karina with a C. And um, you can link from there to, to the cricket site to be able to buy some tickets. Fantastic. Uh, Brewer. Sorry, I was always saying Brewer. So you got a French surname there. I and do. You still, could, still swim up the wrong way up a river. Maybe I come from the other side of France, right? <laughs> yeah, because that would have been the right direction. <laughs> I wouldn't know, though. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to ask you, is, is the same okay to swim in? I imagine it's a lot like the Thames. It's not a... Not a clean river. Yeah, I was a little bit um, concerned about that. But, yeah, I mean, it's not a pristine ocean, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not the Mediterranean or Pulse Bay or Walker Bay. But it's, it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Um, they were. It's a little bit murky. You know, the visibility isn't great. Um, but it's quite shallow. And it, it's what it is. It's a river, but it's, it's clean. And mm. they make sure that the quality is fine to swim in. Otherwise, they won't have sure. the event. And they're also um, they're looking ahead to the to the Olympics next year. So um, there's there's a whole drive to to clean up the whole city and the river. Mm. The city is amazing. I must say it's the most epic city that I've ever been in. Um, and yeah, this the swim was absolutely everything. So so yeah, the the water, like I said, it wasn't the most pristine that I've ever swum in, but it's absolutely fine. And um, yeah, beautiful memory. Karina, good luck with your talk, and I'll see. Maybe I'll be able to join online and, and see what it's all about. Thank you very much. Mm, it'll be amazing. Thank you so much. Karina Bruver, uh, Bruver, Karina Bruver, uh, and you can find out more about what she's doing on her website, and it's a fantastic website. It's got all of her records there as well. Karina K. Uh, correction. Let's start that again. www.carina.co.za. Karina.co.za, or go to Quicket and search for Karina Bruver, and uh, you'll be able to get tickets to her talk. It's called Swimming Against the Current. Sounds like a lot of fun. You with SAFM. Quick sting, Finney. And then we're going to start. Oh, Benza, get Karina back on the line, please. Uh, I want to find out if swimmer sweat. I forgot to ask her the question. we got to get her back on the line because we can ask her a question. Finney, quick sting, please. You are listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. Okay, it's the new feature. We started it last week, and we're going to see if we can continue it this week. If you have a sporting question, a question that you've always wanted to know about sport, I might have the answer. I'd probably be wrong, but then hopefully somebody else will be able to give you the answer. That's the plan, right? So if you have a question for some arbitrary sports question, and it's not trivia. We're not talking about trivia, like who won between the Springboks and the All Blacks in 1923, or who was the captain of the Springboks during the 60s. That's not what I'm talking about. Like sporting rules, sporting regulations, sporting, you know what I'm talking about. Um, If you have a question, then hopefully somebody will be able to have the answer. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. And we've got some voice notes as well. We'll play those now, 0614-104-107. My question that I came up with this week is, do swimmers sweat? And Karina Brevet will be able to answer that. Karina, do swimmers sweat? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I think so. But you <laughs> wouldn't know. <laughs> exactly. 
when you it's underwater, but definitely, yeah. When you when you get out of the pool or when you get out of the rivers wherever you are, and you're recovering, do you is there sweat coming off your body later? Uh, it depends on the temperature, really. So a lot of the swimming that we do is in um, wild water. or colder water. Yeah. And listen, I mean, I, my my scientific background is as good as my um, directional <laughs> geographical background. So please don't quote me. But but I would think that um, no. So so when you slightly chilly, there's not going to be sweating going on. Obviously, your heart rate is going to be yeah. um, going to be as high as it is, depending on the effort that you put in. But in warmer water, then for sure, absolutely. At the moment, I'm swimming in a in a quite a like a slightly too warm pool, um, around 26, 27. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it, and I swim 5Ks every day, so I get quite like warm and, and more tired than I, I usually do. And when I get out, I'm all sort of like rosy-cheeked and definitely quite sweaty. And, um, and you, if you get thirsty, I guess you're sweating. So are you, thirst, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you thirsty? Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I always uh, drink water during my training or, mm. or energy or so on. But definitely, the warmer it is for me, um, the more the more um, the water or, or yeah drinks I need. Okay. Hydration, that's the word. Right. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, the sweating. I know that in warmer uh, conditions, you definitely do sweat. But the cold, I suppose, it just sort of offsets offsets each other. Out. You don't need um, to sweat because your body is already cool. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. All right. Uh, but Sorry. the heart rate, but the heart rate definitely it's still going up. There. I know that that in Paris, I wasn't extremely warm or anything, but but I had a heart rate, an average heart rate of about 178 over, <laughs> oh, over two and a half hours. No way. Um, so I don't know how that works, but anyway, I'm still alive. All right. All right, Karina. Thank you very much for answering the first question. Cool, man. Okay. Karina Brewer. So, do swimmers sweat? They do sweat, according to Karina, who is a swimmer. But I guess if you're cold, if you're in cold water, then you don't need to sweat to cool the body down because the body's already cool.